Hello, yes, we are back. This is the water break. That was just our new intro as mixed by me and Will. He helped a little. Man, it was it was pretty fire. Yeah, I know. I don't know about um, you, but I really like it. I know, it's great. Uh, we, uh, once again, we're without Creed uh, uh, yes. this week, but, like, is that really a surprise? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Creed's out, um, and we're here to discuss things. Yeah, sports. <laughs> Sport. Sport. So, yeah, um... um you well, know, not much. I mean, the Super Bowl is over. Yeah. Can't really talk about that this week. On to week. baseball. But, oh, God. No. Please, no. Because that, so, that one time of the year where baseball is the only sport on, that is just the worst time of my life. I'm muting you. Oh, I hate it so much, though. I'm muting you. No. No, you don't. You can't do that. No, McLean. McLean. No. Fine. I okay. won't mute you We're out not, of the goodness of my heart. Yeah. Anyways, uh, do you want to kick it off with hockey? Uh, sure. I'm I noticed uh, the Blues got handed a tough one. Good. Um, they lost. What was the score? Four to two. Oh, that's not horrible. That's not, that's not horrible, but it was a, it was handing it a tough game. Yeah. I'm trying to paint a good picture. To be fair, William, the, the Minnesota Minnesota Wild just beat the Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Uh, I, I did think, not I look think at the, the score of that score. one. I think the score of that one is four two off memory. Uh, was it? Okay, um, so losing 4-2 to the Jets and losing 4-2 to the Wild. Yeah, they lost 4-2 to the Wild. Okay. That's we, a different beast. I don't want to talk about it. Anyways, later tonight, a really big game in the Pacific Division. Canucks playing the Flames at oh, 7 yeah. tonight. Yeah, it's going to be a really good game. Saturday Night Hockey, make sure you watch it. Um, too bad there's, Don Cherry's not here anymore. There's no college football for them to compete with anymore, so it has been for a while now. No, that's not something they compete with. Yeah? No, no. Hockey far <laughs> superior. To college Far football? Far superior to college football. Yeah. Really? You think so? Yeah, I think so. College football is much more fun if no, you've got like a no, rooting interest, though. Maybe I, I could see that if you went to one of the schools, because it's like you've yeah, really if you been have there. Yeah, if you have a rooting it. interest. So I I can see that, but I don't know. I just go for whatever schools my parents like, because, you, you know. You haven't gone to a school I yet. I have not you're gone 15. to college. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're, so, like, you're like 15 in six months. Yeah, no motivation. You know, I like the Oregon Ducks a bit, because I was born there. I like UW and Wazoo a bit because that's where my parents are from. But besides, sure. besides that, not a huge, not a huge, huge fan. Uh, college football, yeah, yeah. I feel like when you are a child who has not yet gone to a college, you lose a lot of the 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 big uh, draw of what college football is is the culture and stuff. You yeah. know, it's a lot easier to root for your team in college yeah, to see totally. your team play a boring game than it is to just see some random college that you don't care about. Mm-hmm. You know. The NFL, they do a nice job of that. Even if it's not your team, the game will still be interesting. But in college football, it's a blowout so much of the time. Yeah, that's true. Um, Some of the, it's just huge mismatches, no draft, kind of makes it unfair. Having having recruiting instead of having a draft. Because clearly schools like LSU, Clemson, Alabama get huge, huge advantages over these tiny little prep schools. You know, it's, there's no real competition outside of like maybe top 10 or top 20 in the nation. The blue blood uh, teams really are, um, they're really (laughs) at a massive advantage, you know? Yeah, it's it's the same way really in like any college sport. If you're, because if you're a high school, if you're like a like a four-star recruit out of high school, and you get an offer from Alabama, and you get an offer from NC State, you're going to Bama, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Unless your name is Philip Rivers, in which case you turn down your offer from Bama, you turn down your offer from Auburn, and you Mm. go to NC State. 
Interesting choice. He was offered by Auburn and so Alabama. Did he not? Did he want like a career in something else? Was that his motives? Or did I don't just... know. I have no idea. Hmm. My guess is that um, it was a workload based thing. If you go to a big school, if like if you go to Auburn, you're pretty much going to have to wait till you're a senior to be the starter. Yeah. That's um, true. But if you go to a smaller school, like I say, smaller NC State is not a small school by any means. They're just. Their football smaller program is football a lot smaller program. than yeah, Auburn definitely. and Bama. You're going to get to start a lot faster, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you could maybe so, be a three or even a four-year starter. That, that one makes sense. Mm-hmm. I also feel like, you know, stuff doesn't always go as well in uh, those big schools as you saw, like, sure, to a tag sure, of sure. one of the best quarterbacks, I think, yeah. in that class. And he, he wasn't even a starter. So the no. competition there is he sat such behind a, Jalen Hurts. It's at such a high level. I think it would be reasonable to not go there if you want. If you were looking to be that number if one. If you guy. were looking to win a title, obviously you go with the uh, with the big school. You're mm-hmm. looking to win a title, Heisman, anything like that. You're going to the big school. But if you just want to play the game a lot, you go to a small school. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel like where college football could improve. I feel like pro and college both do a couple of things right. Like, I think what college has done well, I really like their overtime rules. Yeah. It's much true. better than yeah, pro. It is so much better. I mean, the, the kicking, or getting a touchdown just to win the game, I feel like, yeah. is a bit, you know, the other team gets no chance. You can just get one lucky play, you know, a few, a little drive put one, together, one fluky and you play. can steal the game. And I don't like that. I think both defense and offense for both teams should get their shot. Yeah, I think... Um, they should actually change the NFL overtime rules. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the NFL playoffs are better than the college football playoffs. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, but I think I think that the NFL should adapt. Um, so they should keep the overtime in the playoffs how it is now. You know, just with the 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 how it is. Um, well, is how it, it sudden death um, in, in playoffs or is it in playoffs? They just keep going until uh, somebody. Um, until like doesn't score until somebody scores. Yeah, yeah. I I think it, so. I you think, always you know in hockey they do something similar actually. Well, they do a sudden death three v three and then they and do, then a, they shoot do a shootout. Um, but in the playoffs they scrap all of that. There's no shootout because in just overtime forever. Yeah, yeah. Which, Which is how it works in football. It's how it should be. But you know, and sometimes in the regular season you want to get the games over with, done with. So shootouts kind of make sense. Yeah, and that makes they're sense. They're fun to watch. But the college football overtime, what they do is they theirs is really interesting. You um you get to start on the twenty five going in, um and then you get to keep going. So every team gets equal chances to score, um and then you keep going until the second team to have the ball um is either ahead or isn't. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So, so. I think they should do that, but with a small adaptation. I think that the um. The college overtime really gives the advantage to a defense-oriented team, or to a, excuse me, to an offensive-oriented team, and puts a defensive-oriented team um, really on their on their heels once you get to overtime. Yeah. So I th- what I think they should do is uh, you start on say the twenty-five going in, and then for every time that the score is tied at the end of two possessions, you move it back ten yards. So first you'd start on the twenty-five going in, and then if both teams score. You'd um, start on the 35 going in until eventually it becomes easier and easier for a defensive-oriented team and harder and harder for an offensive-oriented team. So so it's basically, it is like a shootout, whereas yeah. they each get their round, you know, they both score, they move on, neither of them score, they move on, you know, like that. And yeah, then, so it would be it would be more okay. similar to a shootout. I, you know, that makes sense. And I think the the overtime rules have obviously been, I think, wanted to been changed for a long oh, time definitely. in the league. 
And I think that would be a good option, but I also think it could stretch on for a really, really long time. Just moving the teams on and off the field that many times, setting everything sure, up sure, that sure. many times could be a little bit of an issue, especially if they're trying to wrap up games. You know, it's it's 11 o'clock, it's midnight, you're on the East Coast, you want to go home, you have stuff tomorrow. <laughs> I feel like um, they might need to wrap it up a bit quicker than that. Because, you know, if they, I get it. if they each do their little 25-yard possession, maybe it takes a bit of time, but... You keep moving it back, and at some point, it would just, I feel like it could get to a really, like, maybe an hour, 30 minutes just of overtime. I get that. Sure. It would become harder to um, to score to once score, you yeah. get out of the, like, 25 going in, 35 going in. Once you've had those first two possessions and you start outside of field goal range, it can become harder to get points on the board. Yeah. Cause but you'd think that. Um, by the time you get into the, like, you start on the 50 going in or you start on the 40, um, the opponent 40, you, um, you would, uh, eventually get forced to make like more, (laughs) I'm really butchering this. You would eventually get forced to make more aggressive play calls, which would, uh, make for more interesting football, right? Yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, there's only two outcomes, every single one of those little drives and it's either you score or you don't score. And Mm -hmm. The odds that teams match that and just keep going neck for neck to neck, like keep going shot for shot, sure. is going to be really high. So the the I don't know. I just feel like it would I take too know. much time. But like and maybe you could introduce something which college does is after um, three possessions, if it's still tied, you have to go for two after a touchdown. So it starts coming down to those two would, points. Yeah, that would start. I think that would start varying it a bit more. So, so maybe we say once idea. you get past midfield, um, you can't kick a field goal anymore. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So once you're on like the um, your 45 going in, you'd um you can't kick a field goal. I don't know. I think they shouldn't kick field goals in that at all because a field goal from the 25, 35, and 45 is pretty much a given. Maybe not 45. Not but from the 45. The other two are pretty much. I'd say on lock for most good kickers, you should have that nailed at least 90. A field of the goal time. from the 45 is a 63 yarder. Yeah, that's okay. That's a tough one. But the others, <laughs> that's a tough one unless you're in Denver. Unless you're in Denver, because <laughs> the air is so thin. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's always been like things with their baseball team. Is that an advantage or a disadvantage? That is. Um, you could say it goes both ways because if you're a pitcher and you play for the Rockies, oh, that's um, it stats, sucks. Your stats are definitely because if you give up, if you give up a pop fly, that's a home run. <laughs> um, but if you're like if you're a ground ball pitcher, you're like you're you're killing it. Oh uh, yeah, you know. But if you're like a James Paxton fly ball pitcher, um, <laughs> well, that's that's probably why he succeeded so much in Seattle. We oh, have, obviously. I mean, we're right next to the water. We got that really mm-hmm. dense air. And same thing with like Hawaii, you know, places like that. You get much. It's the air is much thicker. Don't travel near as far. Sure, so that probably probably helped him a lot. You see the same in um, in L.A. Um, the Angels pitching stats every year, even though their roster is significantly worse um, because they're on the they're on the outside of the L.A. basin. Um, the air is a lot thicker in um, Anaheim than it is in um, where the Dodgers Stadium is um, in L.A. <laughs> uh. um, so you see the Angels pitching staff, because obviously they're a much smaller market team, so they're rolling out a bunch of no-names every year that are like performing just as well as like Clayton Kershaw and Walker Bueller and Hyunjun Ryu, who's hmm. not on the Dodgers anymore, I just realized. So... Is, have they they've done studies right to show that there's like literally you score less runs on average in certain stadiums? Yeah, 
Definitely. And part of that is because in baseball, there's no standard size yeah, for how true. big the park like can be. Fenway Park, you know, they have the huge wall. Yeah, the green monster. But that wall is only like, that's the shortest foul pole in baseball. Yeah. It's like 306 feet. Our high school field has a longer foul pole than that. Wow. Um, center field is about the same. But hmm. but yeah, the, um, the Red Sox are basically playing in a high school field with a big wall. Um, and the, the same for the opposite is true also. Like, it's impossible to score in Houston because they got that really thick um, Gulf Coast air, and their oh, stadium yeah. is gigantic. <laughs> you know, it's there um, for a long time. Center field was 450 feet. Yeah, that's kind of interesting because I feel like that's a bit of a problem just advantage wise. Because yeah. I know in hockey, their standards, every rink is the exact yeah, same, yeah, yeah. except for Olympic and NHL size are two variations. Most rinks Olympic are field on, is way wider. And it, it, Olympic field's a bit longer and it's a significant amount wider. Yet. Yeah. So I don't know. They're both fun to play on. I've played on both before. But Flex. with baseball, it's, well, yeah, there's one in like, um, you know, Olympic View Ice? Yeah, yeah. It's in like Linwood area. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's one of the rival associations, but it's a, it's a really cool rink. If only they had bigger locker rooms. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Uh, it's been an interesting segment. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, talked about know, a lot of talked things. We talked about off-topic. <laughs> we, might get to, we might get to some sports news next what time. What was our topic? You know what? Kind of, I thought we were doing hockey, and then we started talking about college football and hockey, and then oh, we started yeah. talking about stadiums. Overtime. 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 How, did that even, how did that lead us to stadiums? Um, because we were talking about field goals, you can't make it in Denver because oh. the air super thin. Then you talked about uh, playing in course, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, course field. That's where the Rockies play. And yeah, the same thing happens in golf, I guess too. Golf. But, but we do not need to bring this up. We're already far enough off. We talk topic. about sports. Yeah, on this show. sports. <laughs> All right, yeah. we're gonna be back. Um, well, uh, listen. Hello and welcome back to the water break. Yeah, we are back. Um, so this time, I think we're gonna do a bit more structured. You want to talk about you want to talk about football like sure I guess the Super Bowl because so we talked about it a bit last week I think we but did. not a whole lot. What, so. what are your predictions for the next NFL season? Do you have any like random predictions? You know I I think it's gonna say stay relatively the same. I don't huh? I don't really think the Ravens are gonna choke like they did this year. So you know? who's your who's your surprise team for the next season? Because I know mine surprise team. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going to give it to the Arizona Cardinals, to be honest. I can see that. I and, can see that. You know, I have my reasons, but I think their team, they're kind of going up. They've been been kind of low. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're losing Fitzgerald, everything. They brought They've, him back. They did bring him back, but he's old. I don't think he has got much left. Obviously, I mean, he's such a good player, but oh, to me, age takes an effect on everyone. And I think they got a decent defense. You know, they got Kyler Murray, who's a really good run or running back. I said running back. <laughs> you know, he's, he is kind of a running back. He's though. a quarterback. He's, he's a quarterback running. He's kind of like he's Lamar a scramble Jackson. quarterback. He's tall or short, super short. Yeah. He's only like 5'8". 5'10". 5'10". Oh, he's taller than me. So <laughs> I can't make fun Not of him. Not taller than me. No. I can make fun of him. Okay. Kyler Murray is short. Yeah, hilarious. Hilarious. Okay, anyways, so Kyler Murray, and they've kind of been at the bottom of her division for a while, and the only thing that I could see kind of holding them back out of the playoffs would be just the divisional matchups. I mean, obviously the Rams, Seahawks, Rams, and Seahawks, Niners. Niners are all going to be tough matchups, and having to play each one of those teams twice in the year yeah, really going to hurt your record. The only flaw I can see in that team so far, defense has been great. Their defense is good. Their defense is... I worry a little bit about the lack of experience at the second level, but um, but like 
Chandler Jones is a monster. Chandler Jones is one of the best um, players. And yeah. then Buda Baker and Patrick Peterson are a great two great pieces for the secondary. Um, I think the offense is uh, offensive line you know, definitely looks better is this year. Questionable, but I think they got to do something with Johnson, right? Yeah, because they might release him. He's he was supposed to be such a good running back. He and had a couple of pretty good seasons playing in Bruce Arians' yeah, scheme. Yeah, he did, but he's... I'm not know, he's sure if he fits well years. with and the new regime. I get he's had injuries, you know, a lot of last year he spent injured, like little injuries. This year he spent injury. out This year, injuries, same thing. But, I mean, come on. This guy who was a third-round draft pick, what, la- like two years ago? Uh, he was picked in 15. Oh. Uh, well, <laughs> apparently apparently auto draft last or no two years ago. I dra- I actually drafted my team this year, but two years ago picked David Johnson. Cool. Was like number three. Which I don't get, but whatever. Anyways, um I don't know. I feel like they need a solution at running back, but besides that, their team is definitely poised. So what do you think for that question? Um, I say you went with an NFC team. I think there's a lot of ways I could go in the NFC. In the NFC, you could tell me that any team other than the Skins made the playoffs, <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, I see that. Yeah. But I think right. my safe... the Lions. No, it's not the Lions. Okay. I'm going with an AFC team. The Lions are in the NFC. Obvious moments with McLean and Will. Um, <laughs> we, know, we know hockey for that. Yeah, um, we should. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to do, I'm going to go with the Jets. And let me tell you why. Really? Let okay. me tell you why. So, Sam Darnold's injury really sent that team off a cliff. Well, I don't know. He's he's shown flashes, you know? In the records... In the, the only so Sam flashes Darnold, that Sam Darnold had were ghosts flashing into his vision. Oh, roasted. I really... I don't know. Like, I don't think he has the... I mean, I think he has the potential, but I don't think he's showing it right now. Okay, well, consider this. In games where Sam Darnold both started and finished the game, the Jets <laughs> were 7-3. and three. Really? Yeah. All of their wins came uh, with Darnold at the helm, and um, he only lost three. That Okay, you know, I didn't know that statistic, and I've and never really... And one of those was against the Ravens. I've never really thought about it like that. Oh, did, was that last year? Yeah. But that was before they had Jackson, right? No, that was with Jackson. Wait, oh, I thought... That was that, this year with Lamar. I thought the Browns beat them. The Browns beat them? Well, no. He, um, he lost. Darnold did. Oh, Darnold. Yeah, but okay. it was close. Uh, that was one of his three losses. Oh, I thought you were saying that was one of the wins. And I was like, no. oh, I don't remember that one. But yeah, they lost, um, obviously, with the Trevor Simeon, Luke Falk, with all that. You know, yeah. it's kind of hard to win when your quarterback is Luke Falk. <laughs> well, <laughs> Nothing against Luke Falk. Oh, he was great in WSU. Yeah, he was good. At, he was good with Wazoo. But like, he wasn't exactly a pro ready quarterback. No. Ready to just, you know, uh, Go take over a team. Yeah, and I think same thing with Simeon, honestly. He wasn't that yeah. great either. But, when you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Okay, you know, I've, I can see that, but I kind of want to actually see it happen for the full duration of a season. Before, think about how good that defense was, though. They're, yeah, the defense, they didn't they have just, the big flashy edge rusher. But Jamal Adams is about as close to the to a, like a... Game changer. That is true, but Jamal safety. Jamal Adams is requesting a trade, or he wants out of there. He's I not think. going to get a trade. Yeah, he's not. But I don't know. Just I don't... imagine that they do that. They could pick a corner in the first round. Think yeah, about that. It would be pretty stat. Okay, you know, and they'll get a good draft pick coming. And in. then getting C.J. Mosley so, healthy. Yeah. Think was... about how stacked this defense could be. And with Le'Veon Bell, I feel like they can, if they really get their O-line going, mm-hmm. too, they'll have a really nice run game. 
Yeah. So, I mean, Le'Veon Bell has already okay. helped out a little bit in the past game. Yeah. Obviously, but, uh, by the way, how about Jameson Crowder? I mean, they picked him off of the scrap heap in, uh, oh, in yeah. Washington, and then they turned him into a solid, like a legit number two receiver. Yeah. Oh, Washington's had their problems this year. Yeah. <laughs> They're kind of like, they've done basically nothing. Say something good about Washington. Go. We live there? No, I'm just kidding. Team. No, that's Joe. I know. Okay. Yeah, exactly. That's the What's problem. something good about Washington? They hired a coach who won a Super Bowl, who went to a Super Bowl. That's all I can think of. Did he buy a ticket? No, he was he with the Panthers. Oh no, it's a joke. No, I get it. Because like not very good players, you know. Yeah. No, yeah. Okay. Um, Anyways, but yeah. yeah, Cam Newton took Ron Rivera to the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, so Ron Rivera knows what it's like to um, play in a Super Bowl. Yeah. Make the playoffs. Yeah, but I think Cam Newton back back then was such a good player. Yeah. Uh, he's so he's fallen. He's like Antonio Brown, but not as bad. Yeah, he hasn't completely made a joke of himself. It was a man. I feel so bad for Antonio Brown. Actually, Uh, like what? I mean, come on! How do you let that happen to such a prominent, such a promising career? Yeah, like going down as one of the best NFL wide receivers. He would have been remembered as a top five receiver ever. Yeah, and I honestly don't think he will now. Yeah, just because of some of the things he's done, some of the things he said. Man, how does that happen? I think Megatron was smart to actually retire early. Yeah. If, if your alternatives, if your career choices, if like a genie walks up to you, says you're going to be a top receiver in the NFL, you're going to be one of the best in the game, you're going to get to play with a future Hall of Fame quarterback for one of the greatest coaches um, for a Blue Blood franchise, but you have to either retire at 29 or get arrested. Get arrested. You're retiring at 29, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Clearly, Antonio Brown was not given the option there. <laughs> he was just getting, you're getting arrested. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's kind of sad to see that because, you know, yeah. what happens. It's happened in the past, but never really before with such a good player, I don't think. Oh, definitely. I mean, no. there's, there's definitely been issues, you know, Ray Rice, Cream Hunt, they've all had their problems. Yeah. But, you but know. But Antonio Brown's just uh, like. It's kind of it's so sad. Antonio Brown's proving himself underqualified to even work at McDonald's. Yeah, like I really hope the Steelers like gave him a pension plan. (laughs) Oh man, because you know he's not finding employment again. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, once again, we kind of find ourselves off topic here. Do you want to? Oops. Can we? Well, we we both picked our surprise teams. You picked the Jets. I picked the. You picked the Jets. I picked the Jets. You picked the Cardinals. Cardinals. I would have created you. He'd be like, the Vikings. The Vikings. Um, Super Bowl chance. Creed's like a Cowboys fan, but he's but a for Vikings, the Vikings fan. Yeah. I know. Uh, it, like, man, I feel bad for the Cowboys. Yeah. All no, right. Well, uh, we're going to head out. Stay tuned for... Uh, baseball? We're, we're definitely going to go off topic. Baseball. Stay tuned for something. Just call it baseball. Stay tuned for something. Hello, and welcome back to... The classy water break. The classy water break. Yeah, this, you know, this I don't music know. is sort of classy. Classy-ish. It's not. It's not. It's no saxophone music, but no it's definitely classy. Music. Yeah. Um, There's so, no piano. I don't hear any violin though. Violins are classy. Violins so are we've decided classy. to um to forfeit the script because, like, let's face it, we always go off script. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's just talking about food, but this time we're admitting we're talking about food. Man, food is good though. You food. know what I could really go for right now is some cereal. Some serious cinnamon toast crunch. It's cinnamon toast crunch. I really want to have some cinnamon toast crunch right oh, now. Oh, the best. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, we're gonna talk about um, sports. 
sports. Deportes, as they say yes, in deportes. Spain. Um, <laughs> so we're going to talk about, I think, baseball. Baseball? It's close to baseball. So are we going to talk about any sports, though? I'm muting you. <laughs> okay, I'm, sure. I'm muting you. <laughs> that was a bad joke. Okay. We make we make that too much. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like it's getting old at this point. I don't know. This is a radio show. Yeah, soccer's not a sport. Anyways, not a sport. anyways, you're talking about baseball. Baseball. So, um, what do you think about uh, the new MLB season? Did you notice they put in a new rule for pitchers where now if you pitch, you have to face three batters? Oh, really? Yeah. That's so going to that's going to change a lot. Yeah, they can't lift you until because, you face three. So, yeah, cuz they usually at the end of games or intense situations, mm-hmm. they'll put in, you know, a guy that's favored in a certain matchup just judging by which oh, arm he throws with. So they're not going to be able to do that anymore. So the lefty specialist has become, I won't say it's a thing of the past per se, but I I think it's definitely become... It could be crucial in some parts, but it's definitely going to be a lot less It definitely opens the game for a lot more strategy. You know, if if the opponent has like a really like dangerous left-handed hitter... Um, you might want to risk it. If they've got like a really dangerous left-handed hitter, and but then two righties behind you, like... It really depends. You've got to really think. I think it'll make batting orders definitely a lot more interesting. Well, they can lift you as a defensive replace or as a as a pinch hitter. Oh. So you don't have to face three batters if you hit. Hmm. So what they could do is switch out the switch out the pitcher for a pinch hitter. Um oh, after the really? inning. So you have to either finish the inning. Or face three batters. Okay, so if it were the close of an inning, like you got two outs left, so you could if just there do was, it real quick and then so get out So if there was two outs, so if like you had your starting pitcher uh, pitch like pitch to, to into the sixth and then they get two outs, but they're up next in the batting order, mm-hmm. you can put in a reliever for them and then switch out that reliever for a pinch hitter. You know, okay, that makes that makes sense now that you yeah. think about it. That's what a it good really rule. messes like up that. though is uh, the American League because they can't do that. Um, their pitchers don't hit. Oh, so oh, so they have to face three so batters they have to no face matter three. what. That's yeah. oh, that's a predicament. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, that'll really come in big in the playoffs. Yeah, definitely. So, mm-hmm. is there a reason why they did this? Are they balancing out um, American League teams? Um, is there like certain rules in the American League? Some of the issues are um, pace of play. Um, you know, it takes a long time to um, get a pitcher out from the dugout and warm them up and stuff. That's true. Um, so it'll really, it'll also improve the health of um, relievers. You know, if you're not coming in to just face one batter on like a day of rest, which a lot of managers will do, mm-hmm. they figure, oh, I'm only going to have him throw f- five pitches to this one batter and then I'll take him out. Yeah. Um, even though it's supposed to be like a scheduled day of rest, um, you'll still see guys. For some people, a day of rest means instead of throwing two innings of relief, it means you're throwing eight pitches. Yeah. So, you know, uh, that it's a good rule. I think it's a good rule. But yeah, I can. I kind of like it. I know they've been doing a lot of things to speed up the game Definitely, recently, just yeah. with like keeping your foot in. You know, it's kind of been happening over slowly over the last few years. They gotta get rid of batting gloves There's, if they really want to speed really? up the game. Really, batting gloves. <laughs> think about every pitch. Call for time. Step out and of the batter's box. Batting yeah, okay. Unvelcro the batting gloves and then restrap them back on. And it's even worse if you've got the kind with the buckle in them. Oh, I used to do that, yeah. <laughs> and then what some people will do if they're going to be really obnoxious is they'll do that, fix the fix the shin guard, fix the shoulder pad, tip the helmet, and then go. Uh, it's like, 
<laughs> I, I get the strategic part because you're th- trying to throw the pitcher off his game. Yeah. But at some point, you know, it isn't you're in the business of entertainment. It's the sport of baseball and really any sport is meant to entertain the crowd that comes and Definitely. pays to watch Definitely. you. So I think I think at some point, you you know, they got to risk that. So I completely agree with the league on uh, changing those rules. Yeah. Hey, speaking of um, sports and entertaining and drawing a crowd, you know, this has come up a lot. The Tampa Bay Rays. Um, is if they should be moved because they're a playoff team and they can still barely draw, like they not like no crowd. They get no crowd in on, on the weekdays. They get a lot of crowd on the weekends, um, but they don't get much crowd on the weekdays. Well, that makes sense. A lot of people, you know, head into Florida for weekends. Off sure, work. sure, sure. I can see that, but yeah. Like, but you know, the reason it is I is mean, because their stadium it's not in Tampa. It's in Saint Petersburg. Oh, and if that's you don't, a uh, if you don't live in Florida, which I can't imagine most of you do, this is a thirty-watt radio station. We broadcast from Mercer Island. Um, <laughs> well, you never know. Yeah, uh, you never know who's listening to the. You static. never know. They must have like the tallest like antenna ever if they oh, can yeah. actually pick us up. Oh wait, we're going on the internet. I forgot. Well, um, <laughs> this can, you can find us on Spotify. So yeah. if you're listening to us on Spotify, or if you're listening to us on the app, um, and you're from somewhere that's not Florida, Saint Petersburg. It takes a solid hour to get there from uh, Tampa if there's no traffic. So, and there's always traffic. <laughs> so is that one thing they're considering? To so move? that's they're considering um, moving to Montreal. Oh. And becoming the Montreal slash Tampa Rays, so they'll play their home games in Montreal. Please, um, I really the, hope they do that. For the second half of the season, when it's um, like, or for the first half of the season, when it's like cold. And then they'll play in the second half in Tampa. That'll so be that they baby. get, um, so that October baseball, it's warm down there and you don't have to play in like the five degree temperatures, hmm. you know? You know, I'm I'm kind of all for that because I really want baseball to return to Montreal. You know, the Expos, I'm yeah. a little fan of them. Expos. But at the same time, I feel like it would kind of, it would kind of be like bad for the players in a way yeah just because like traveling you know they have you could stay in the same time zone which is nice you would stay Um, in the same time zone but but a trip down to atlanta for because they're in the same division as the braves so a trip down from montreal to atlanta is a long time yeah i mean quality of life same thing with the vancouver canucks on the west coast they have the farthest travel time out of any nhl team just it's the same problem that seattle has yeah seattle has the same problem because they're just in the top left corner of the map you know there's not many teams around them they have to fly the closest hockey team at least until seattle gets a team the closest team to vancouver what would it be would it be it would be calgary or edmonton or it might might be be denver Denver. actually i think about it could be denver los angeles avalanche i I don't think avalanche are closer avalanche might be closer but it would probably be one of the alberta teams yeah so i'd I'd say it's calgary and what's weird is the only sport where a city close to seattle vancouver has like a team which is portland portland is baseball and then basketball the the trailblazers Um, and the timbers and soccer the timbers oh yeah no sport Um, not sport yeah i guess (laughs) It's just, it's so weird. Um, and I mean, uh, Tampa, they've got that same issue. They would have that same issue if they were up in Montreal. Because um, obviously they'd get like a shorter um, shorter time to travel to like New York and Philly. Yeah. Um, but it'd take a lot longer to get down to Atlanta for games like that. Yeah, that's true. So I think 
with Montreal, it is pretty far off the grid, and also mm-hmm. the quality of life for the families of the players. I mean, either they're going to be moving every few months. Yeah, having to move, nobody, especially nobody if you're would like, want to do that. Especially if you like, they all have families. They have kids, right? If you're they're a going player that's on like a rookie contract and you're not being paid the like multi-million dollar salary, you're not going to want to like have to buy a house in Montreal and then another house. In yeah. uh, Tampa, for you're yeah, probably St. Totally. Petersburg, actually, because that's where their stadium is. Because I mean, it's 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 okay for the people you know that are making mega millions. You know, they're making yeah. the big bucks. It's fine for them. Like that massive contract but, they handed Charlie Morton a while ago. Charlie Morton is gonna have no problem. He's making like 50 million bucks. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's gonna have no problems buying a house in Montreal, especially since Canadian houses he are could, super cheap. He could buy like three houses in Montreal. He could buy one in Tampa Bay and one in St. Petersburg just yeah. for fun. And then you know just. Just just for the sake of it, just get one in, like, wherever they do their spring training, too. He could just have his own private jet to fly himself there and back anyways, <laughs> so it'll be fine. Well, $15 million, can you buy an airplane with $15 million? Maybe after a few years you could yeah. of getting that, but I don't know. You could certainly rent one out for quite a long time. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, this is fun. This you know what, actually, topic. I think we're going to keep the baseball thing alive. We're talking about Miles Flown, and we're talking about the Mariners. There was actually a move to... um. Put the Oakland Athletics, because they're not drawing at all either, because they play in the Coliseum, and that's and a dump. They're, and uh, they're not very good. Uh, the A's, they've actually been pretty good. They've won 90 games the last two seasons. Okay, so yeah, no, that's fair. But there was, a, yeah. there was a committee to move them up to Portland so that the Mariners would have less time to travel. Speaking of the Mariners, by the way, um, so the GM, uh, Jerry, Jerry DePoto, yeah. Um, he announced that the Mariners were going to start um, adding veteran players to like try to win now as soon as the trade deadline of this season. Are you serious? Yeah. I thought this would be I a thought total the rebuild. rebuild. I yeah. thought this was going to like last until I went to college. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought that they traded players. I thought they were going to do like a two-phase rebuild. I thought that they were going to first sell all their veteran players to get guys like Justice Sheffield and Shed Long, yeah. guys who were close to making the league. So they're, and then flip them this year. They're really try they're going for it. So they think that a Shedlong, JP Crawford, Justice Sheffield, uh Justin Dunn, another guy, Jake Fraley, they think that that core of players can win. Really? I'm excited cuz you know what that means mm-hmm. is um Kyle Seeger's uh, chance to get some hardware really helps. Oh, yeah. I love Kyle Seeger. He's really... And I think he deserves it, too. Yeah. Kind of the only long-standing Mariner that's still left with us now. Okay, well, Jerry DePoto started in 2016. He is one of only two players left that Jerry DePoto did not bring in. Yeah, so... It's just him and Dan Altavilla. Wow. I mean, that's it. That's, must, that's must the whole like list. those guys a lot. Like, <laughs> yeah. wow. Um... But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's huge. If the Mariners can start contending, if he thinks that they're going to be adding pieces at the deadline, that means he thinks that they can kick around around five hundred until the deadline, which would be huge. Honestly, it would be surprising considering for such how a small market team with no yeah. star power. Just imagine that. So they um. They kick around at about 500, scratch across runs, pitch to contact, win the Mariner way, you know? Yeah. And then at the deadline, they add some kind of a superstar. Like they could add, um, you think about think about Colton Wong. If they added Colton Wong, that'd be huge. Yeah, I know. Or Chris that. Bryant. Okay, I know who Chris Bryant is. That would be, <laughs> that would be big. Think about if they added Chris Bryant or... Um, Maybe if the Mets decide to tear it down, they could add, like, they could add, it's not going to happen, but imagine Pete Alonzo. 
Yeah, he I know who 53 he is. Fifty-three homers last year. Wow. Okay. Imagine even if they get him at the deadline, if he hits twenty-six homers, that's half of fifty-three. Yeah. If he hits twenty-six homers in a Mariners uniform, that's like twenty-six more than the rest of the roster will. You know, I um, don't. I don't want to. I don't want to burst your bubble here. Yeah. But twenty-six isn't actually half of fifty-three. Twenty-six and a half. You can't hit half. Twenty-six of a and a half, buddy. Okay, maybe you round up. You're supposed to round point five up technically. I don't care. Anyway, you're wrong. I'm right. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, just imagine a Mariners team. I thought that they were going to be winning 50 games a year until I got to college. Which, yeah. let's face it, at the rate I'm going in high school, that'll be a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I think that, but if they could contend, like, who knows? Maybe Will will get his driver's license before the Mariners will make the playoffs. Maybe he won't. You know, I'll get my driver's license in like four months. I just need to go to school first. Yeah, okay. Well, maybe you're maybe the Mariners will start trying to contend before you'll get your driver's license. Who knows? You never know. Yeah, contending in the off season. Oh yeah. wait, no, it is the on season. I'm always used to thinking the season is like basically school time to now for most sports, but baseball's yeah. like the complete opposite of that. No, definitely. It's kinda I mean, baseball's not even the opposite of that. It's pretty much year round. Yeah. It's one of the only sports that really outlasts I mean, they go that kind of whole the only time when there's no uh, baseball is when football is so prominent that, like, it'd be stupid to try to play baseball. Yeah, exactly. And especially because, you know, football and baseball are really the only sports kind of competing in America, the two top yeah. two by far. I mean, basketball's up there, obviously, Basketball's too. up there. They're, they have to Those compete with football the, a little the big bit. Three, but, but because their playoffs are so far after football oh, season, yeah. you know, that's when all the viewers are going to be drawn. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Baseball's just a boring sport. Shut up. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to cut this off here. Mariners contending by the deadline. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? This has been The Water Break on 88.9 The Bridge. Thank you all for listening.